Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back. We are coming to you from Jupiter, Florida, the spring training home of the St. Louis Cardinals. And we are joined by the man who will call the game today at 3 o'clock at the Dome in St. Louis. It's the Battle Hawks against the Arlington Renegades. And from ESPN2, it's Tom Hart, who is back in St. Louis. How are you, Tom? Tom, I'm fantastic. Um, you said it earlier on the show. There's just so much going on in the sports world right now. I just rolled into town. I was at the SEC tournament in Nashville. And to roll in to 40,000 people in the Dome today is going to be it's going to be straight chaos. And I cannot wait. It is uh, such a great representation for the, the fan base of, of St. Louis to be able to turn out like this. It's going to be it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, this is nuts. It will not only break the XFL attendance record set by the Battle Hawks and St. Louis in 2020, but it's a record for professional spring football leagues. It says something, doesn't it, about fans around here a little antsy about seeing some professional football again. I think they're not only sending a message there, but just in general, they like to party. <laughs> they like they yeah. like football. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> no doubt about it. And I think there's a shift. In, in and this is just my perspective, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was here for the XFL opener in 2020 against the New York Guardians team, and the energy in the building was, was real and it was electric, but, Tom, the buildup to that seemed to be a lot of, hey, middle finger to Stan Kroenke. Like, we're, we've got something to prove. We've got a chip on our shoulder, and, and NFL, you did us wrong. And now I feel I feel like that that energy that and there was I don't want to say there's a negative vibe, but that um, emotional part of you took our team away from us and we still have a lawsuit to settle and, and we've got a chip on our shoulder. That was very real for this community. And now I feel like it's more the Battlehawks are our team. We know how much fun we had when we went last time. The place is going to be a, a great energetic place and we can go out and see our friends and watch some football. So I, I feel a change in the vibe uh, about the energy of of the emotion of the stadium i hear you it's good tailgating weather it's cloudy it's in the 40s that'll do just fine uh, they'll, they'll be just fine with that might be a, a touch windy here and there but they'll have a good time outside with that there's a hawk walk is what they're calling it through that tailgate area at noon today so make sure about an hour from now if you're heading downtown that you do it safely but get in your spot so that you can see the team walk in. And what kind of a team are they, Tom? I mean, so far, what have we seen from quarterback A.J. McCarron and this Battlehawks team? 
Well, I think what you've seen from A.J. is is what we knew about A.J. as a player. This guy was part of three national championships at Alabama, uh, including starting for, for two of those. We'll have the, the third quarterback, by the way, of those Bama championship teams in the booth with me, Greg McElroy. Uh, but he's got this new lease on his football life, and with his family structure and his kids getting a chance to watch him play, uh, I think he views this as an opportunity not just to get out there and play professional football and, and have his kids watch but an opportunity a real one to get back to the nfl um we all know missouri fans who've seen what chase daniel has done we all know there's a lot of money to be made uh being a backup quarterback in the nfl and you can do it for a long time you just kind of need that opportunity but the comeback wins the first two weeks the near comeback week three anthony beck's team um is one that has great energy about them it's the xfl is a little bit different with the scoring a one score game can be a nine-point game, and, and so the opportunity is always open for a great comeback. But um, they seem to be a team playing with a ton of confidence to be able to mount those comebacks so far this season. And what a great opportunity for the XFL to be on this platform that ESPN and Disney is taking this on gives it an incredible lift. I mean, I've seen a lot of Sports Center hype about the XFL. That absolutely helps having you on the call and having – this quality of a broadcast because we all know that ESPN with its crew and the truck and everybody that'll be here putting on a great show. What, what is the XFL trying to do, Tom? What, what is their ultimate goal? Do you think as a league? Well, they're all in, in terms of a financial investment, you know, uh, the rock uh, Dwayne Johnson is one of the, the owners of the XFL. And just to peel back the curtain a little bit, we got on a conference call the other day and Tom, I don't have to tell you sometimes when you have celebrity owners, they're in it for name only, and they're not quite sure what's going on. The Rock is watching every minute of every XFL game. And we got on the call with him. It's about 25 of us, and we're talking about the marketing and the push and the message. And he's all in. And this is the most recognizable movie star in the entire world. And he's not just lending his, his name and his face, but his very valuable energy to this product. Um, I think what you know, he's a former football player, and, and you could define him as a failed football player from his time playing for Jimmy Johnson, the Miami Hurricanes. He wants to provide an opportunity for these guys to get back to the league and and to play for the love of the game. And there's a lot of very talented guys. You know, look back to the last version of the XFL. Um, PJ Walker ends up starting games at the next level. Tyler Heineke ends up starting games at at the NFL level. And just this past year. Both of those guys won a game on the same day, one against Aaron Rodgers, one against Tom Brady. So there's plenty of talent in professional football that's not at the NFL level. Tom Hart's going to call it today on ESPN2, the Battlehawks against Arlington at 3 o'clock. I really look forward to this. Thank you for joining us on such short notice. Have a great call today in downtown St. Louis. Can't wait. Keep up the great work, Tom. It was great to join you. Great to visit with you. Coming to you from Jupiter, Florida, here with the St. Louis Cardinals, John Mosellock at the bottom of the hour, Yadier Molina at 11.45. But next, the sporting director, they're the other talk of the town right now, St. Louis City SC. They're 3-0. and Lutz Fannensteel joins us live next. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Trying to help get it back down the right side toward the end line. Oh, oh, to Klaus Strom, loose change, and that thing 
right in the late stages. Away here from the top of this box. And he is ready to fire it in. Leuven lays it toward the middle. Parker elevated. Now ahead. Oh. And it's in. Oh. It's in. City leads. Oh, a bouncing ball by Leuven. And right there, the magic man from Missouri State, Kyle Hebert, bounced it toward the goal line. It touched the defender's boot onto the roof. It's a 2-1 City lead, 75th minute. Goes long, the keeper in the blue jersey sending it toward the top of the City box. Met by the red hair Parker, and that's it. The final Tweety Birds have blown. City wins it tonight in Portland, Oregon. Final score, 2-1. History once again for City. History made indeed. It is St. Louis City SC. We're going to be joined by Sporting Director Lutz Fannensteel, who has another victory. They are 3-0 and after winning 2-1 to last night at Portland. That call right there from Joey Zanaboni and Dale Schilly on Y98 FM. The goals, the victory, an amazing moment for this franchise as they are the second MLS expansion team to go 3-0. and Let me say this also. Thank you for doing this because I know you got in this morning. <laughs> yeah, we got in. We got in like 6.30, but uh, actually I'm right now in the training facility. I just watched our U-17s play against Cincinnati where they beat them. We won 8-1, which was a great academy start in the early morning as well. There's a few more games to come, which I will watch, and then I will maybe have a little sleep in the afternoon. I know you will. How good does that coffee taste this morning? Are you a coffee drinker, Lutz? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker. Uh, it tasted pretty good. I think the, the flight back home from Portland, uh, which was quite long, but, uh, you know, it was just a, a great atmosphere in the plane. The players were really, really tired. Um, I think everybody was really tired, uh, but, yeah, it was a... Just a very, very good feeling uh, because we worked hard during the week and, and getting, again, a, a result where not many people thought we will get it, uh, of course, makes it makes it a very sweet weekend. I'm sure it does. And, you know, you beat Austin and people were excited. You come home. Of course, there's a lot of pressure to do it in front of the home fans. You settle in and you do it. How did you do it this time against a Portland team that we know has a lot of strength all over the place and certainly a very proud franchise. Yeah, you know, I have a, a lot of past with Portland because I played myself for the Vancouver Whitecaps for quite some time. So uh, I, I played lots of games away uh, in in Portland. It always is one of the most difficult places to play in the United States. It's a very loud crowd. It's a, it's a tough crowd. It's a um, supporter who, who really push uh, the timbers forward and 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 you do get that feeling immediately. So it you know it just was growing and growing. Uh, but yeah, you said it just right. Uh, you know, Austin plays a different style. Charlotte plays a different style. And now um, uh, look, looking the way the timbers play, it's very physical. Uh, it, it's tough to play them. But I think um, apart from the first five six minutes where I was uh, I would call it uh, slightly furious uh, just because we just didn't come out from the from the lockers as sharp as we wanted to be, and they just started to roll over us. Apart from that five minutes, and once we settled, I think we we, we played a good game. I think uh, we definitely deserved the result, and uh, yeah, making it 
three wins out of three, of course, uh, you know, it's just it's just a special moment. I'm sure it is. What a sweet moment it is. You fell behind one nothing three minutes into the game, and then the 14th minute. Take a listen here. Luvin, does he have the magic here against three on the wall? And Vasilev's lined up on the ball as well. Luvin fakes at it. It's Vasilev on the ground. It's good. A city goal. We're tied 1-1. No, it went wide. Oh, no, it went wide. Oh, no. Just a touch wide. And Dale Shilly, that's why you're the best in the business. <laughs> Just a near miss there. Uh, Indiana Vasilev so close. Then this. Trying to help get it back down the right side toward the end line. Oh, oh, to Klaus. Stroud loose change. And that thing is in the back of the cage. We're tied in stop. It's time first half. Oh, baby. Jared Stroud. Pierce Pikachu's belly button. Lutz. Crazy call right there by Joey Zanaboni on Y98 FM. Lutz fan and steal. You tie the game. How did that one come about right there? Yeah, you know, I think after going down uh, very early, it, it takes some time to, to settle in. I think uh, we got in there in the middle of the first half pretty well. And I think that it's always about the moment. And uh, scoring right before halftime like we did in, in stockage time, you know, in the end of the first half, I mean, that moment really changed the momentum of the game. That was the moment when we went in the change room where I had the feeling that we're going to win this game. Because uh, uh, Portland was already actually towards the end of the game, they, end of the first half. They tried to, uh, to to run the clock down. You know, they got a little bit worried about us. So that was the perfect moment to get that goal. It was very nicely played from Rasmus Arm with a great game. You know, Klaus deflected it and, and Church Flower is a very, very good finish. So I think that was a little bit the turning point where we came with a lot of confidence out from the lockers in the second half. In the second half, Klaus with a near miss. It stayed 1-1, and then this. Evander scored last weekend against LAFC. Oh, how about that dribbling on the far side? Portland putting on a show. Now they're into the city box. Won't get a shot off. Great recovery by Nelson. Squirts to the top. Moreno slams a shot into a city defender. Second try. Berkey, a huge save on his knees. Oh, Roman Berkey. Jamming things like a broken cop year at a Bob Marley concert. This is why you pay Roman Berkey to make saves like that and also provide leadership and really a backbone for your team, don't you? Yeah, very, very strong performance yesterday by the Swiss keeper. You know, his, uh, his appearance is very, very calm. Uh, you can see the experience. Uh, he leads the team. And he made some big saves already after, you know, just a minute. Then he had a good one-on-one save, then another two big saves uh, towards the end of the game. Yeah, that's why he's here. You know, that's why why we brought him in. Um, I know Roman very, very well since, uh, you know, I was 10 years in the Bundesliga. He was like, I think, eight years in the Bundesliga. So we played a lot against him. And I think, yeah, he was yesterday, uh, played a major role, uh, not just... uh, stopping the ball on the line, but also being very, very good and very comfortable in the air, dealing with crosses, but also his footwork, uh, his distribution uh, played a big role yesterday for us. And then you have that experience back there with Tim Parker. You have a pretty young and hungry team otherwise, though. Here it is. The comeback kids do it again. Away here from the top of this box, and he is ready to fire it in. 
Leuven lays it toward the middle. Parker elevated. Now ahead. Oh. And it's in. Oh. It's in. City leads. Oh, a bouncing ball by Leuven. And right there, the magic man from Missouri State, Kyle Hebert, bounced it toward the goal line. It touched the defender's boot onto the roof. It's a 2-1 city lead, 75th minute. What happened there? How does this happen? Amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, we played ourselves into an advantage in the second half. We created some chances. We actually scored before that goal as well. But then it was another set piece. And especially uh, by now, I think uh, the league, you know, it, I think it arrived in the league mail that um, Edward Lurgan is very, very good with set pieces. So another nice crossing, a very, very nice uh, free kick from the side. Uh, difficult to defend. And then, of course, you having uh, uh, Cal Hibbert, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, I mean, what a career the boy had, you know, coming in from uh, from the university and uh, yeah, playing last week a big role in the next pro. He deserved that call-up, that promotion up into the pro team, you know, like, uh, yeah, 100%, because he's great character, great leader, and he just improves week in, week out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably as happy as he is for that goal <laughs> because that's somehow what dreams are made of. Uh, if you have talked to him nine months ago, I think he would have not dreamt about being a starter in the MLS. And so far, you know, he, he just really performs week in, week out. Uh, scoring that goal, somehow he really he rewards himself and the team for the hard work everybody puts in. And, yeah, I think that was a, a great moment for everybody. It really is. 3-0 and at the top of the table in the West is St. Louis City SC with nine points. Lutz Fannensteel, the sporting director, back to work, but also enjoying and relishing in this W. Best of luck against San Jose on Saturday. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to have him on KMOX. Wow. How much fun is this? Quick break. Come- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. John Moselock, Cardinals president of baseball operations. Next. 
Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Little Schmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to Jupiter, Florida. Great to be along with you here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. And joining us is the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, enjoying a Sunday afternoon. How are you, Mo? I'm doing well, and you? I am doing great. It's great to be down here. First of all, let me tell you, thank you once again for setting us up. We have a wonderful studio here in this conference room across the street from the ballpark. You take great care of us. Uh, the organization always does. So KMOX can't thank you enough for the accommodations and, and all that you provide us down here at spring training as we've been going since the start. Well, I'm glad we can help. Don't get too comfortable. Next year could look a little different, though. <laughs> yeah. What the is remodel. that going to be like? To, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll here. say that for a winter show. Yeah, let's do that another time. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how that the end result of all of that, but I know you're going to – tear some stuff up down here as we uh, watch the construction of this baseball team. It's been an interesting spring training. I actually, I anticipated it being uh, interesting and I found it to be uh, really great to be able to see young players get opportunities and to see them, you know, not have to jam it all into a short period of time with players at the world baseball classic Mo. I do feel like they get a chance to show what they can do over a longer period. Do you feel the same? I do. I do. And I think, you know, the biggest you know, difference right now is, is the, these guys are getting a huge opportunity given, you know, two-fifths of our rotations gone, um, three-fourths of our infield and two-thirds of our outfield. And, and so what's been really enjoyable is just seeing how these young guys are taking advantage of this opportunity. And so, I think uh, anybody that loves following our, our prospects, and we certainly have a, a really exciting group to do that with, uh, I hope fans can take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that, that everything continues to go well. I think, you know, over the, the course of the next few weeks, we're going to have some really, really hard decisions to make. And uh, um, But I'd much rather that than trying to fill out a 26-man roster where I can't even come up with the name. So um, I do anticipate uh, the next 14 days to be pretty interesting down here. I hear that. Oh, we got some good news today from Jordan Walker that his right shoulder strain is okay, cleared to play and, and hit and throw. And uh, what happened uh, just over the last 24 hours, Mo, to your top prospect? Well, you know, a little scary on a slide. Um, anybody who got to see that knows he went head first. And I, I think the ground might have still been a little damp, and he just stuck. And so it just felt uncomfortable. Obviously, uh, in a situation like that, you just want to make be prudent. And uh, so he was removed for precautionary reasons. I think it had it been uh, maybe regular season game, he, he may have uh, been able to like, fight through that. But you know, someone at his age, someone on what you know expectations are, it's still best to be prudent. Yeah, he has had terrific spring. He's put up some terrific numbers, but it's also just the way he goes about his business. As you see the outfield start to ramp up here in terms of competition, it's real, isn't it? Jordan Walker is competing for a job, or is he? How, how do you see all of that? <laughs> We've got a couple of guys in the WBC. <laughs> that was an interesting question, but I would say that, that of course, uh, 
um, his performance is, is opening up eyes. I think everybody is, is really well aware of uh, the type of talent. But I think you also have to recognize the incumbents, right, uh, with yeah. Tyler, uh, Lars, and, and Dylan. And, and so a lot of this depends on how they play, too. So I think as, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a question mark when, you, when, when Tyler's not in this camp right now. It's a little bit of a question mark when Lars is not in this camp right now. Um, obviously, Dylan is. But, you know, what these guys are doing and what they do over the course of the next couple of weeks is, is, is certainly going to impact how we think about making our decisions. I am intrigued by Mason Wynn as well. I know that everybody else is. So he is showcased a lot in your infield. But, you know, th- we've talked a lot about him, I think. I- I- I'm I'm still curious about Alec Burleson. I- 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 he's going to get a-, a shot at DH today. Uh, how do you see him so far in camp? Well, I-, I think, you know, I think most of us are all excited about what he can do offensively and then what type of flexibility he gives you defensively now obviously can hit from the left side we see him as someone like more of an all fields type hitter not just like pure power um and and so as you watch things unfold i mean you also have to like throw i think yeppy into that type of conversation too because of 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 you know potentially how you might line up dhs and as you think about um your day-to-day lineup so I, i think that's why when I said the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some you know, really difficult decisions. And, and based on how people are playing, you hope they kind of force your hand in, into having to uh, decide how you want to see playing time shake out. But, you know, Ollie and the coaching staff, we, we talk about it fairly regularly. I don't want to say daily right now because we're trying to just allow these guys to go out and play and not rush to any decisions on, on uh, March 12th. Ultimately, we're going to have to have a, a, a starting lineup on March 30th, and and so you know lots going to happen between now and then. But as as these younger guys are competing for innings, competing for at bats, um, I think there's there's going to be a, a, there's a lot of uncertainty between now and then. And even as we talk about somebody like a Burleson, you know, even there's more question marks. Even how you think about like the bullpen and, and guys competing for those innings. So. That will definitely be fun to watch if you're a fan. Yeah, I like shifting to that. I Looking yesterday at Zach Thompson, who continues to put up zeros, Packy Naughton, nice outing yesterday. A couple of lefties looking really good. I just That bullpen's got some other names, too, that are starting to push their way into it, left and right side. That, that is, I guess, a good problem to have because you're jammed up there. And then on top of that, you have – some pitchers who can start but also play a role in the bullpen it's fascinating it is and uh, you know you, you think about somebody like a jake woodford um or or drew verhagen i mean both guys are throwing the ball exceptionally well right now um you, you know it would be uh obviously if we were to break today they're, they're both on your club and and so you know those are spots that maybe people weren't thinking about and then you go jump back to the wbc conversation and you, you know, you take a sneak peek at like what Palante did in his outing there for, for Italy and super impressive. So again, when you're having these situations where guys are performing well in this camp, it, it some years there's, there's times where you're, you're still looking for a couple more to step up and do it. Uh, currently, as we stand here today, we have a bunch of people that are playing well and, you know, there's, if using the analogy of a musical chairs, at some point the music's going to stop and, and, and who's going to be left standing. 
Yeah, I hear that. You told us from the beginning this is a spring training of opportunity, and it's out there for a lot of these players. That's what makes it so fascinating. Meanwhile, players that are in the WBC, like Adam Wainwright, are also – it's important to, to see what they do. I mean, we talked about Waino and his velocity in the mid-'80s. What did you think of yesterday, his outing against Great Britain when he went four? Well, I certainly um, got a little nervous when he gave up the home run. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I did pay attention to, to the velocity there as well. And I think he's aware of what he's doing. I didn't feel like his fastball, he was struggling like with spotting it. But, you know, the, the key to Wayno's success is always the ability to spin it. Um, you know, that's really been how he's been defined over the last uh, 10 years pitch off the fastball, but use the breaking ball as sort of a swing and miss. And, you know, last night he settled down and that's what he did. Uh, you know, I imagine a lot of adrenaline flowing on both sides last night. And they'll be uh, curious to see how he looks in his next outing. But, you know, he's such a competitor. I just, you know, I, I would tell people just remind yourself, like, never bet against him because he always finds a way. I hear you on that. No doubt about it. We've learned that lesson many, many times. WBC is a high-charged atmosphere, too. I mean, it, it's it's interesting what's going on in Miami. I told you uh, and our listeners that I got to spend a few minutes with Yadier Molina, and that interview we'll hear coming up here in just a few minutes. He is managing Puerto Rico, and, and I just love the, the atmosphere down there. I think it's good for the game. I, I think I understand it more now being there, and it, it's a reminder, Mo, that and you've traveled around. This game is bigger than what we see here in, in Major League Baseball. It, there is there is so much to discover about this game, I think, still to come, isn't there? Well, I think like, like any time you, you, you think about a, something that's really, I think we'd all agree, is like you know, a national pastime here in the United States. But there are places around the world that, that baseball is, is highly thought of. And, um, you know, when you get the opportunity to go see a game down in Mexico or Dominican Republic or, or Venezuela, the, the fan base, the energy that, that goes on in those games is, is, you know, it's different than here. And, and so when you, when people talk about their experiences internationally, the passion for what they, what they believe in and how they follow the game is really unique. And, and so when you then, put in countries like Japan or Korea that are, are very proud of the game of baseball, it's, it's different. And I think it's, it's good. And yes, I mean, like, you know, someone that runs a team, I, I certainly would rather like all our players in this camp and, you know, just prepare for our 2023 campaign, but, you know, taking a step back and understanding, like, you know, trying to really build the game and build the brand, you, you, you have to have some level of sacrifice to do that. And, you know, I, I take a lot of pride that we have 17 players competing in the WBC. I think that's a compliment to the organization that we have good players. And the fact that we have so many off our, our 40-man roster is also, uh, you know, I think a reflection of, of why we're, you know, a good team. And so, you know, I, I, I hope, like, these guys get to play and have a deep run. Um, obviously, some of these guys are going to be returning uh, sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, I hope they – gain something from the experience and there's no doubt when you're going out and playing like for team USA last night, the energy and the adrenaline is a lot different than if you're going to uh, play today against Washington in the grapefruit league. Yeah, no question. Steven Matt starts today. There's no doubt that, that he's important. This is just one final thing for John Moselock. Matt's and Flaherty are important. And I hustled back yesterday cause I wanted to talk to Jack and I'm getting 
a really, really good vibe from him. I, he just he seems he, he's in a very good place from a pitching standpoint. Where do you see Jack? Yeah, I would I would echo that. I, I feel like yesterday's outing was good. He's you know I think when you when you look at at performance, that's one thing. But how people are recovering, how they feel. And I think in, in Jack's particular case, he, he is in a real good spot, both physically and mentally. And, you know, I think he's excited to, to have a, a really robust season, which, you know, in, in this business, that's awesome. So, um, you know, happy to see how he performed. Uh, obviously, match goes today, which is critical. I think anytime you're, you're sort of setting up for the season, you want to just make sure the guys are getting their work in, they're making the, ju- the adjustments they need to make when they're out on that field. And they're seeing some sort of uh, uh, positive return on that. And when when you're seeing that, I think from a, a, a coaching standpoint and an organizational standpoint, you, you feel good about it. And that is exactly like someone like Jack is. It, we're seeing that. I appreciate all of this, Mo, and uh, see you over at the ballpark today. Thanks for being with us. All right, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. John Mosaloc with his sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Quick break. We'll come back. Yadier Molina is next on sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. At the World Baseball Classic in Miami, Tom Ackerman with you on KMOX and the Cardinals Radio Network. The manager of Puerto Rico, you might know him. It's Yadier Molina. Congratulations on this, first of all, and good luck in this event. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, to represent your country and I'm blessed. I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah, how proud are you to to be part of this and to wear this hat, this uniform? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a great honor to represent your country and and try to do it the right way um, um, and see see if everything goes right, you know? Um, But it's such a great honor to be on this uniform. I asked you in the press conference the strengths of your team. You do have a lot of offensive ability, don't you, at the plate and on the bases? Yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of everything. We got, we can run the base. We can play the small baseball, bond, uh, move the guy over. Uh, we got some guys that can hit the ball out of the park. Uh, but mainly for me, it's about different pitching. Uh, we got some really good arms on the bullpen, so hopefully every, everything goes well. What did you learn over your time in St. Louis, really starting with Tony? about preparing yourself for this moment, managing yeah. a club? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot from Tony, from Cheo Kendall. I uh, have a bunch of uh, coaches that I learned from, uh, players like Jim, Emron, Pujols. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I was waiting for my whole, my whole life for this moment. I'm, I feel like I'm ready. You get the competitive feeling again. You'll always have that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's never going to go away from me. Um, I feel like I'm uh, always competing with myself, uh, trying to get better. Um, I don't think this is not the case. I mean, I'm going to keep um, proving myself. Um, hopefully everything, like I said, hopefully everything goes well. I uh, wanted to ask you a couple more before you go and, and get your team out on the field to stretch. Just to the north of here, the Cardinals are working out. It's just how do you view them in this upcoming season? Yeah, we, uh, they have a great team. They have great uh, leaders over there in the clubhouse. Um, uh, I pull for, I pull in from them. Um, I pull from them. Um, obviously, uh, they got a great team. It's my team. Um, I'm gonna gonna look for every every opportunity to go over there and support them. And you've known Wilson for a long time. You yeah. competed against him. What, what's it like to? Know that he's taking your spot. Yeah, I mean, Wilson looked better on red. He looked way better on red. Uh, Wilson is a great guy. I mean, great human being. Um, uh, obviously, he's a great player. 
I think it's going to help the, this team to win. Last thing, Adam Wainwright is starting for Team USA. A number of your teammates mm-hmm. are out there competing. What is that like uh, from your perspective? Good. I'm happy they are in the other division and <laughs> the other pool. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Wainwright. He deserves everything. Um, I can't wait to see him in the second round. We're happy for you. We're here to support you, Thank and, you. and follow Puerto Rico. And I know how much this means to you and and it means to the game of baseball. So thanks for all you you do. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. It means a lot to us. That's Yadier Molina. Great to visit with him in Miami yesterday. Then I hopped in the car. I watched a few innings, by the way, of Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, and Puerto Rico got him pretty good yesterday in the World Baseball Classic. So congratulations to Yadier right after that, getting the victory as the U.S. also won over Great Britain. But Dominican Republic lost to venezuela yesterday so i mean anything can happen in this thing venezuela beat them five to one purdue beat nicaragua nine to one after that three innings where i was able to really take in the flavor of what marlins park now lone depot park was all about i went up to west palm and visited with jack flaherty after his outing four innings of work he gave up a run on five hits he walked one and struck out four. The reporters and I around him chatted. Um, I don't know about catching guys off guard. I guess I've always said strikeouts just happen. It's not something mm-hmm. you can really hunt for, but you can't get to it unless you get, you know, a one, o two. So those are just things that you, you never you hunt for strikeouts maybe in certain spots when you know you need them. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, you just go out and execute pitches and let everything happen. Do you feel like in that second inning was the, the when they were able to string together a couple of runs was that balls that you? Would have liked to locate better. Was it just good hitting. Uh, I think they. I mean, they had a solid approach. You know, they they kind of stayed inside the balls. All the balls were hit in the same area, and you know, we got to adjust um, to what they're going to do. And you know, they made their adjustments, so we got we got to do the same. And we did that as the inning went on. Um, but yeah. And then in the third, when um, when they were able to get you know a couple guys on, and, you know. Fly ball that falls, or a ball that looked like maybe even the wind might have knocked it down, so it got in front of the outfielders. You were able to sort of keep composure. What was what was sort of the key to not letting that get into anything bigger? We've been in a bunch of been in a bunch of spots like that before. You just can't let those things get to you. You just got to move on to the next pitch. If you let those things affect you, next thing you know, two blue pits turns into a home run, and now you get three runs on the board because you're upset over you know mm-hmm. something like that. You just got to keep making pitches. You know we've been there before. It's just you know you just continue to make pitches. Overall, after a couple of starts, how are things going with the pitch timer? You seem to be working pretty well. Um, today was a little quick at points. Felt a little bit quick, but uh, first time out, no issues. I knew like once you start to get runners on and whatnot and start moving like that, it was going to be a little. It was going to feel a little quick and start feeling rushed. Um, you know, they're kind of starting clocks a little early, earlier than they're supposed to. Um, it seems like right when that out is made, they're going on the thirty-second clock, going on the next guy same thing kind of before you know, foul balls like before pitchers get on the mound or hitters in the box like they're kind of running things so there's there's some things to iron out there um, you know you'd hope that those things would would be ironed out already um, I think players are doing a really good job of making adjustments to what to the pitch timer um, you just hope that uh, everybody's on the same page you know, by the time spring training's over with that's Jack Flaherty some interesting comments there to me about the pitch timer it is has to happen on both sides, training right now on the pitcher's side and also on the timer's side to make sure that that clock starts 
at the correct time. Umpires are keeping an eye on it and calling violations when they have to, although it's been pretty seamless for the most part from what I can tell. Jack detecting a couple of things there and for broadcasters to make sure that, you know, that we continue to, to follow the pace of it where everybody is getting used to it at the same time. Well, what a time this is. It's been a fun show. College basketball, soccer, football, baseball. It's all happening all at once here in the month of March. Thank you for joining us. You can always go back to KMOX.com to hear the entire show. If we are three minutes away, Cardinal Baseball is next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.